We don't have much of an intro, a formal one, but we do have a special guest appearance, which is Jake. Jake, the emotional support fake alpaca made with real alpaca fur. You won't find it anywhere else. <laughs> nope. And he helped me get through this. Ex- yeah, partway through this, through watching this with you, I looked down at your little screen and there was an mm-hmm. alpaca <laughs> covering your face. Mm-hmm. He's my support animal. I need him to cover my face and to really take charge for me and watch it for me because I couldn't handle it. Can you please move him a little bit? I can see a little bit of him. I yeah. want to see his face. There he is. <laughs> oh, no. Be oh, front and center. Up. Front and center. He's the star of the show today. We need to get a screenshot of him in your chair by the mic. Yes. Yes, maybe they'll be on our Instagram, which we now have up and running. We do. I think it's Replay Reviews Pod. I guess we should verify. You should know, right? You're you're in mm-hmm. charge. Yes. <laughs> it is Replay Reviews Pod. And then we also have an email, which is replayreviewspod at gmail.com. Contact us. Game suggestions. General suggestions. Complaints. We'll take those too. It's all open. We are also changing up formats again just a little bit. We are recording directly after watching the gameplay to have more raw reactions, more raw conversation, and so we don't forget so much. Um, And honestly, I think, okay, you hated this game when we started because it's it's gory. Difficult. Yeah. It's, Mm. I didn't realize how shocking it is if you're not, if you don't know what you're expecting. But I have to say, it seemed like you were enjoying it almost in this part. I mean, I had two hours of warm-up from part one and part two, so this one was a bit better. (laughs) Well, should we jump into the out-of-context summary? Let's do it. All right. In this episode, Father Martin steps up his finger-painting game. I think someone got interrupted while preparing some finger food? And we learn that the wall rider is kind of freaky. Anything before we jump into scene one? Nope. While Miles fights his way outside to meet Father Martin and comes face to face with the wall rider. So in document one, we learned that an orderly was pretty much have them accept his resignation letter. But the thing is that, is it some kind of pattern where if someone is resigning or probably from insubordination, they automatically get admitted as a patient? It seems kind of so weird, but it kind of seems to be the pattern. Because if you remember in the last part, we found another document where this orderly, David Anarula? I don't know how <laughs> you say that name. A-N-N-A-O-U-R-N-A. What is that? I have no clue. Anyway, so we found a document from him saying that he wanted to be reassigned and that he would consider going to the press. And I don't know if you remember, but we were mentioning we might come across his body later. I don't Uh know if we saw his body, but we do see this note. So we know he is a patient. So maybe he's one of these guys running around causing havoc for miles. Nobody gets out of here. Mm -hmm. Nope. You either work for them or you become a patient and get tortured. Exactly. Well, miles runs into a patient in the cafeteria who has torched the entire room. He says... 
I had to burn it. All of it. Murkoff took so much from us. Used us. Turned us into these things. Because nobody cares about a few forgotten lunatics. Miles cares, right? And whoever sent that email to Miles cares. So, I mean, he's got that going for him. It's a bit too late, though. It is a bit too late because Miles takes a note here. And it sounds like this guy just sat there and calmly burned to death. But the other question is, is this guy, would you consider him stable or not stable? Because he seems to know what he's just doing and he chooses death. But at the same time, his methods are a bit like, eh. bit extreme. I think he's trying to take it down with him. We don't really know what he's experienced, but it seems pretty awful. So I think he's as stable as you can be, considering what may have been pumped into his mind. The patient tells Miles how he can get out and then continues to just sit with the flames closing in on him. So Miles heads out to try to escape. And at one point he happens across document number two, which is Psychopathological Proximity Stress Disorder Pamphlet. All it says is, if you're seeing things, say something. Say something so we can capture you. Yeah, so it's like where to go for help if you're seeing things. So it seems like even the workers who have not had the treatment, they're experiencing side effects of some sort. How does this treatment, does it leak? Does Is it transmitted from the patients? Like, what do you think is going on here? How are the, the workers being affected by this? I think it's... Just trauma of inflicting that kind of torture onto the patients. I don't know anyone who is sane who can do that stuff for a prolonged period of time and not feel it and not have that get to in them. Mm -hmm. I think it's just the guilt and everything getting to them, not necessarily that it's contagious. So on his way to find the sprinklers, we run into big guy Chris Walker again. And I just have to mention, I am just realizing there's not really voice acting from the main character, but you hear the breathing, swallowing, and like other mouth noises, and then the heart beating. And it's, <laughs> it's really good sound design. It really makes you nervous. And then I also noticed when you run and then stop running, the heartbeat is like faster. And then I don't even know how to start talking about this. Um... The bathtub? The bathtub. Yes. What the hell is happening in that bathtub? It's so disgusting. I, like, slightly gagged a bit watching that <laughs> oh, because God. it's so disturbing. It is not what you ever want to see and not what you ever want to hear. He says, we're going to search every little crevice until we find that key. I know one of your babies has it. So what key and what are the babies? This is a dead male, from the looks of it, so... <laughs> I also do think there's also some kind of sexual abuse going on with, with the way he speaks to him and touching him and everything. And it's not just his body there, there's other bodies in other bathtubs, and each one of them is filled with water and it's bloody. Something is going down. This is- this bathroom is this patient's domain. Um, but I don't think he has found what he's looking for, and hopefully he never will. I kind of hope Chris Walker gets him, though, because that is disturbing. And <laughs> Miles takes 
another note here after he sees this. Do you want to tell us what that note says, Kathy? He's like, I said it before, but this place. I've still got those fingers left. Man, I tried to trick you. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. For all the people listening, Kathy proclaims to have never said a curse (laughs) word. I don't believe her. I don't know how you can go through life. It's it's bad. It started from being a challenge into seeing how long it can go and it went for multiple years. So a lot of people around me who try to pressure me and everything. I just it became a thing where I just try to piss them off and it drives my sister insane and drives my cousin who's in the Navy and he's a sailor and and of course he swears a lot. Literally has the mouth of a sailor. Yeah. I really thought I was going to get you. You said effing. I mean, every time we bleep you, you're not saying it. You're saying effing. Nope. F this place. The bleep is for comedic effect, but now everyone knows it's fake. (laughs) I will get you to curse on this show. (laughs) It will happen. My sister's going to be so sad. She's like, I better be the first person who hears you curse. We'll get it on recording and I'll send it to her. I need to team up with her. (laughs) You know what? You cannot go this long through life and have never cursed. I don't believe you. Anyway, um, one day though. <laughs> anything before we get to document number three? Nope. Miles finds the next document, which is MK Ultra program excerpt. So we're back to the CIA stuff, and it's talking about sleep induction, hypnotic techniques, controlling and altering a person's actions and personality using hypnosis. They also mention a sleep-inducing machine. What is that? I feel like it's just melatonin on steroids <laughs> to to get everyone to sleep. I don't know what I was expecting you to come up with, but it wasn't that. <laughs> oh, I mean, here's the thing, though. <laughs> it's influenced by recently I started using the... <laughs> sponsor us, please. Dr. Teal's melatonin spray. And I, I got some for my sister, and I saves myself some and i've been using it it works like a charm (laughs) so i'm like sleep inducing it's melatonin okay i don't think it's quite as innocent as spraying dr teal's on one's pillow (laughs) i don't think so. but they do mention like for the purposes they're doing this for the purposes of war and agency problems so is this like testing mind control for like cia agents military personnel is that what you're picking up on? What are you picking up on with all the CIA stuff? So I will do it two parts so we can shuffle this around, but I want to mm-hmm. get it out before I forget. Yeah. Is the first part, at this point in the game when I'm watching it, I feel like they're just creating some kind of, like a war tool, something that they're going to use against other countries, and they're doing all this exploration on them. But learning about it now like after watching the game and then going back and talking about this i think the involvement with the government is that they're using it at some point against other countries like world war ii they're trying to either make their own super soldiers Mm -hmm. to fight against the nazis or i don't know if they're on the other side of the war i I hope not (laughs) but maybe they were just trying to figure out some way to kill more people Without needing to sacrifice their better soldiers. Yeah. And if we go back to the first MK Ultra document, I think in part one, it mentions like they convinced someone to shoot another person under hypnosis, I mean, with blanks. So it seems like that is part of their focus, getting people to shoot other people. 
So is this like a forced draft? We're not drafting people, we're hypnotizing people into service, into, into killing people? Like Honestly, it sounds like they're trying to initiate some kind of genocide that they're going to make people kill their own. That's like a another thought, is that they're going to invade some country just to have power. And if you don't listen, we're going to use your own people against you. Well, Miles makes it outside, and I think we might have seen a ghost uh, in the rain. It was kind of hard to tell, but moving along, we find a document that appears to have been left specifically for Miles from Father Martin. He makes more religious references and then tells Miles he's waiting for him. And then in this note, he talks about, like, we're all experiencing pain, and he says, and you are nearly done. So does Father Martin feel like he's in charge in a way? I mean, because he says you are nearly done. So that's him deciding when Miles's part in all of this is over. Well, the fact that he still is alive and no one really goes and attacks him, it makes me think that everyone at this place listens or respects Father Martin in some sort of way where, eh, let's not kill him quite yet. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he is in charge of everything going on and he manipulates situations so it ends up where he wants Miles to be. He stopped Miles from escaping in the first part by shutting the power off and then roofing him. So he's definitely controlling things here and I just think he keeps saying the wall rider is like their lord. But then he's kind of acting like he is because he's controlling the situation and everyone. Unless he's controlling the wall right Yeah, he could be. I mean, we don't know. But Father Martin is, I think he needs some help. The removal of the finger paints, it really pushed him over the edge. Also, he's going to be even more pissed because Miles turned on the sprinkler. And that's probably washing all the paint <laughs> and all the hard work that Father Martin did. That's true. And then what happens when he runs out of blood is, like, what's he going to paint with next? I don't want to know. Poop. <laughs> it's very organic paint. <laughs> Not a very sought-after medium at this point in time. But you know what? It'll be a hot commodity once that blood runs out. So, there's a note saying... I think it's addressed to Paul. I'm not sure because there is no heading. But it's that he's waiting ahead. So where is this ahead? And is he to, like a patient to a doctor so or a patient to an employee? This is a note that Father Martin left for Miles. Oh. Who's Paul then? He. It's just a biblical reference. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Okay, never mind. <laughs> Can I um, cut this didn't part you want to ask about how we got outside, though? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, the <laughs> I still stuck on the Paul thing and just not get that. <laughs> okay, um, so Miles is already outside. The question is, how did he get outside that easily if he knew how to do it why didn't he just do it earlier or is it again manipulated by father martin exactly or if you remember in the last part when trigger was wheelchairing miles to the elevator we see this door and i have the same question how is there an open door when miles has been sealed in here and so i think it's just 
like an inner courtyard. The building surrounds oh, this. Okay. So I don't think it's a way out. But I think um, <laughs> I would still try. I would hop a few fences, you know. I mean, he does sort of mm-hmm. scale a building. So we get to a, a building. And I know you saw the ghost this time. <laughs> I know you saw mm-hmm. it. The, I mean, it sounds based off of the note that Miles takes when he sees this, that this is the wall rider. Is this mystery solved? Not quite. I have more later on. Okay. But I think the wall rider, <laughs> it's really dumb, but I think the only thing I have is like, what the f- was that? Fair reaction. It looks like a ghost, but a skeleton. It's it's creepy. Um, And then after the scary ghost thing pops up at Miles, he keeps running and passes someone who says, how do you know you're not a patient? And I assume he's talking to Miles. So does Miles not look like a patient? Or is this guy hearing like Miles's thoughts? Like, how does he know Miles doesn't think he's a patient? You know what I'm saying? I feel like he that person was once an employee there not a original patient but somehow turned into patient that's still fighting it so that was my reaction is that he's fighting it he's half awake and half just everything's blurry okay so you don't think he's necessarily talking to miles we're just passing some guy who's rambling yeah. Okay. But it also does bring up a good question. How can Miles know he's not a patient? That's a really good question. All right. Miles has now made it past Chris Walker. And honestly, does Chris Walker not hear someone belly crawling through the grass? And I know it's raining and there's some thunder, but it seems like there might be some like splashing, some smooshing sounds. I feel like he maybe would have heard it. But anyway... Miles makes it past, and this is when he takes his fourth note when he comes across this bloody fountain. I don't know if you have any questions on this note that he took. Nope, but I'm curious why all bodies of water in this game are always <laughs> bloody. Is there no fresh running water here? Or? Father Martin is mixing up his paint, Kathy. You gotta add some water in to make it more palatable. Oh gosh, even in the fountains. <laughs> Or maybe they're just attracted to dying and being drained of their blood in water. But note number four says, The whispers are making more sense. I'm looking for static. It's like an itch. What? I think I know what static is now. Should I explain it now or later? Yeah, yeah, you go for it. (laughs) So I think the static is related to the wall rider. Isn't it that he hears or sees static or something like that whenever the wall rider is near? So if he's looking for static, I feel like it's um the static is a metaphor for the wall rider. And maybe the itch is the whole wall rider trying to prey on him, which then leads me to a wild theory <laughs> is what if Mouse is actually sleeping through this stuff? Like he's this is his dream. Yeah, that goes back to the the question is is he a patient? Did he actually drive up here? But it's a fair assumption. I mean, he just saw a wall rider and now he's writing some uh, questionable things and we have not seen him do that yet. So moving on to scene two, Miles makes it back inside and Father Martin makes contact once again. Later on, Miles loses his camera and man, you just feel naked without that camera, but we'll get to it. 
Or even when your battery's running low. Oh my gosh, the batteries. We get inside. Father Martin says, You saw the wall rider, didn't you? So, number one, confirmation that ghost thing is the wall rider. And then he says, This way! Revelation is at hand! And now we have to go find Father Martin on the upper floors of the asylum. Father Martin, this man, why does he not just go get Miles and take him to where they need to go? What is with this cat and mouse? Hey, follow the blood. Hey, go this way. I'm going to leave you a note in a manila folder. He likes to make life difficult for everyone. <laughs> I think he likes control and he needs a reason mm -hmm. to finger paint. We continue on through the asylum chasing Father Martin down and Miles hears a noise which turns out to be a head in a dryer and it seems to trigger something for him. He makes a note here and says, the sound in the machine, like the sound in my head when the wall rider appeared. I blink and I see static. Something oily and dark descending behind my eyelids. Watching me with organs I can't imagine. But the sound is coming from the machine too, from inside the walls. I know that sound. Okay, so yeah, this is the second note after seeing the wall rider. And both of the notes after seeing the wall rider are a little iffy. Miles is going through something. So this is where I start to develop a theory on what I think the wall rider is. The sound of the machine, I'm thinking, is the sound the wall rider makes when it's like moving around. And I'm actually thinking that the wall rider is something that Father Martin is controlling that it's some kind of projection or some kind of hologram and it uses that machine as a sound effect for it and i'm thinking that maybe right before it's moving you get hypnotized and so you think it's alive when it really isn't and the static is associated with being hypnotized that's my theory as of right now but i'm wondering the oily part where how does that play into the situation Interesting. So you think Father Martin is making the wall rider? You think he's being real, real devious boy, Father Martin? <laughs> I mean, it could be him. It could be someone else that we haven't met yet. But I do think it's one of the leaders of that group of people. So my, my question with this note, is Miles starting to be affected in a similar way as we've seen with the workers, like mentioned in that pamphlet of people saying things? You know, if he's not, if he's truly not a patient, is he sort of starting to be affected by this secondhand, you know, these side effects? And are these side effects brought about by just seeing the wall rider and not necessarily the treatment? I think he's affected, but he's starting to piece together some things. I mean, he definitely is affected by the wall rider, but I do think it's just because um, he was hypnotized and not necessarily because he's a patient. Although I do like that theory that he's right now sleeping and being controlled. Mm -hmm. So that's my other theory. But if I don't lean towards that one, I think he's just piecing more things together. I still think he's aware enough of what's going on. Yeah, he does seem a bit more coherent and a bit more, uh, has a bit more of a purpose than most patients we see in this game. He has that going for him, for him not being a patient, for him truly being Miles, the investigative journalist. Miles will soon stumble upon document number five, titled Wall Rider and Nightmares. We get some background on the Wall Rider, who is also known as Alp, 
Mara and Schrat, and is a German demon that torments sleepers. So, first dot connecting here. All of the talk of, you know, dream therapy, lucid dreaming, and then in addition to the wall rider tormenting people while they sleep, does that give us more insight into how these patients are being affected? I think so, because it makes sense why the overarching theme of this is getting people to sleep, sleep-inducing. You piece together, this demon only comes and attacks people who are sleeping. So questioning, is it a single demon? If there's multiple, how did it travel from Germany all the way to, and I think they're in Colorado right now? Just a lot of questions there. It is a good question, and I think I have a theory that I thought of in the next document, so we'll get there pretty soon. But is there anything else about document number five that you want to talk about? just wanted to add a reaction is towards the end of the sentence it talks about how that demon drinks milk from females and blood from males from their nips and so uh, <laughs> yeah he she whatever it um sounds like kind of a freak but yeah let's get in let's get into document number six project paperclip excerpt and this document talks about project paperclip and mentions the hiring of Nazi war criminals, and then, to quote it, thus denying their service to potential enemies. So they're hiring them so that they can't work for their enemies? Is that what I'm understanding? That's what I got. While I was playing this game, kind of creepily coincidentally, came across a documentary about Project Paperclip on Discovery+. Plus. Watch now. I tried to find the name real quick. I can't, so I'm sorry. But essentially, like, this was real. This existed. And they did hire experimental doctors from Germany. It ran from 1945 to 1959. And it experimented on soldiers who were not really told what exactly they were signing up for. So that sounds kind of similar to the patients here. They did not sign up for this treatment, or they were severely misled about what this treatment is. So maybe modern-day Mount Massive is just a, a modern version of Project Paperclip. That's a really good theory. It's scary because these people actually need help, and they're getting help by people who also need help. Yeah. But somehow <laughs> just have more authority. So on his way up to find Father Martin, Miles enters an area with a lot of Father Martin's artwork and there's like people guarding the fuses that miles needs and so that kind of makes me wonder did father martin remove these fuses on purpose so that miles had to walk through these halls and see all his finger painting messages i don't know <laughs> it seems like his followers are growing it seems like these people are associated with him but on the topic of father martin after we do find that key and get up to the third floor, there is a note left for Miles that says, follow the blood. And on the table below the note is a battery. Looks like it might be Energizer. Do you think Father Martin is leaving batteries for Miles? This one is rested right below his message to him. And we do know that Father Martin wants Miles to witness everything that's happening. It seems like he wants him to film everything. So do you think he's leaving batteries around for Miles to find? I think so. Because where else are they going to get batteries from 
Why the witness? Why is Father Martin so bent on having Miles record proof of the wall rider? I'm kind of split between my two theories if I lean towards the one about how he's actually sleeping through this. I think it's just to prove that he can control people and their actions when they're sleeping. But two, just also be there to help film everything that he can't do it all by himself. So I'm just mm-hmm. going to have one of these test experiments help me record this. So that's if I lean into the theory that Miles is sleeping. Mm-hmm. So in our next document, it's titled, You Promised Me a Rose Garden. And it is an excerpt from the diary of Shirley Pierce who was earlier referenced in an MK Ultra doc. She is the one who they convinced, hypnotized, to shoot Miss Jackson with a blank. And she has mysterious cuts. The doctor says it's from resisting the hypnotherapy. Do we believe him? I honestly think she's trying to kill herself. Trigger warning, but I think she's trying to kill herself to leave. But she keeps getting saved by people so they can continue their experiments. Something's definitely going on. They're definitely lying to her. What the heck about asking someone else if they had some issues and they're like, that man finds comfort in another woman? Yeah, like, sounds like uh, 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 marital problems. Um, <laughs> of the exact nature, we don't know, but it seems um, sexual in nature. And mm-hmm. both of their husbands are now cheating on them. So it seems like it's an issue with the women. And I am confused as what exactly is going on here. Where did they go? We don't see them anywhere. Yeah. Uh, well, this is from the CIA stuff, so they're older. This is like the 40s and 50s. But not even their bodies are at the the place. Yeah. We don't we don't know what happened to these ladies. And honestly, I have a hard time deciphering this this note. If anyone listening has more insight into this note, send us an email. Message us on Instagram because I don't understand this one. Okay, and now, continuing to traverse the dilapidated halls of my massive asylum, Miles stumbles upon a very gory room. There's just blood everywhere, and it says lies on the wall. More of Father Martin's signature penmanship. Miles makes a note after saying this, and I don't know if you want to give any notes on that. This one is about recognizing the handwriting and knowing that Father Martin killed a man in that room. And he says that, are the lies he's talking about all the files missing from these boxes? The facts, the records, they look like government agency material, at least 30 years old, probably older. I'm starting to think... The MK Ultra CIA mind control, the buzzing won't stop. So the first time I read this, a lot to decipher and dissect in mm-hmm. this. But we know Father Mountain, it's confirmed he's a killer too. But I'm also curious, what else is in those boxes? Like, do we get to know more? The stuff that's missing in there? I don't think so. Are, are those the confidential files that are scattered around everywhere? That's what I'm wondering. If those are the, the MK Ultra and Project Paperclip documents that Miles has found so far. But what are the lies in reference to? Is Father Martin saying, no, it's not hypnosis. It's the wall writer. Is he seeing this as like, you know, blasphemous against his wall writer god? I think so. I think you're right that the lies is trying to convince everyone else to think that whatever is in these files are fake. Mm -hmm. 
This is when I had my theory. Was the CIA attempting mind control what led to the hiring of Dr. Wernicke? And did he bring the wall rider to them as a new form of mind control? You know, was the hypnosis failing or maybe not as controlling on some patients as they wanted? And so they hired Wernicke because he claimed to have this new method of controlling through dreams and all that stuff. Is is that how the wall rider got here? And is the wall rider, you know, the next test on controlling people? That's a good theory. I don't know about if he brought him over, but I do think it's a good next step of whatever their plan was. Well, yeah, no one's ever satisfied, right? Oh, we hypnotized someone to shoot another person. Not mm-hmm. good enough. Bring in that demon, sir. We need it. Mm-hmm. Going back the other way with my theory that the wall rider isn't real. And we mentioned about the oil. So I'm thinking, is there some kind of mechanism that the wall rider is floating on and it uses oil? And that's why when it goes, like, it kind of, like, goes through you. Not really through you, but if it touches you, that's why Miles feels the oil behind his eyes. So this kind of would go against your Father Martin controlling making up the wall rider theory, but you made me have a thought. I have watched some ghost investigating shows. Guilty pleasure. So if this is, like, a demon thing, there is something that they say, like, like ectoplasm, I don't know if you've heard of that, is, like, this weird goo from, like, ghosts. So if this is a demon, could this be this black goo? Could that be, like, the ectoplasm? Like, if it touches you... But here's the I, thing. I think it's man control. I think it's they it's operating off of some kind of like wheels or some kind of machinery mm-hmm. that uses oil or tar or whatever that black goo is. Yeah. I think it's all man-made. I think it's maybe another project that the CIA is bringing in. Interesting. I mean, I like your theory and I like that Father Martin is <laughs> your lack of trust yeah. for him is so intense. I just don't trust him. <laughs> hey, I mean, I don't blame you. Um, anything else before we get to losing this camera? Nope. Okay, so after leaving this room, we do have another run-in with the uh, scary dudes with dongs out. Lots of blurring had to be done. But after we sort of uh, evade them, we are almost to Father Martin, and Miles has to jump across a broken floor when he lands the floor starts to collapse. His camera falls. Here's my my issue with this. After all that effort with very few remaining fingers to cling to that floor and get up there, he just jumps down. He just jumps down to go find his camera. That's that's my n- last note is that, well, thank goodness it was his fingers that were cut and not his toes because all that jumping from the walls like up down across that narrow pathway on the outside it wouldn't have been possible had he had some toes removed so maybe that's why that his toes are fine so he can do that superpower of jumping down from high spaces well actually excellent point because if you remember in the last part when dr traeger is hunting down miles he says i should have got his feet first rookie mistake well so maybe there's an explanation there dr traeger just got a little too excited and he should have cut off his feet first. But I guess it's a good thing that he did not. And after jumping off of the floor that he tried so desperately to get to, he goes to find his camera, and we got jump scared so good. I've seen this game a few mm, times. I played yes. through it twice. 
and then edited it, and now I'm watching it with you, and I still forgot about this jump scare, and I jumped. There was a little bit of delay, so I looked. If you were jumping, lo and behold, up comes Jake over your face. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness for the llama. I screamed, too. You did. This game, twice. It wasn't just one. One, you warned me about, so I was slightly prepared, but I still screamed. And then Jake was there to protect me. But this one just really got me. I mean, any other notes for you on part three? No, I just need to know how this ends. I'm like ready to start watching part four and record it today. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I need to make the outline first, so we can't do that. (laughs) I'm ready to see how it ends. Yeah, we have got some questions. I think a lot of them will be answered in part four. We are releasing that. should be out now, and we'll talk about it next week. Anything else you want to mention? Any any words of wisdom from Jake? Jake the alpaca. Let's see what kind of words of wisdom. Let him whisper in my ear. He said, Father Barnes should not be trusted. I agree. Do you want to count us off? Yep. Let's do voice recorder on one. Three, two, one.